0: Hello, everybody. I just decided to do a little more personal kind of introduction for this week's episode because this episode is very special to me. The person I'm interviewing, I've seen grow up in the church, and she completely believes in mentorship and it has helped her in many ways. So I was interested to hear what she had to say about mentorship and her take on it, and I was completely blown away there is a lot of young ladies in the church who are leaders, who are teenagers, and they're facing a lot. So I ask that in your home local churches that you continue to pray for these young ladies, Um, also the men, but also realizing that teenagers are going through a lot today. It may be You may see it as different from your development and you may think that they have it easier because of all the technological advances, but they have a lot of pressure today. So pray for your young people, love them, care for them. If you're able to mentor them, mentor them. And let's see what Geneva Jellot has to say. Check it out. All right, everyone, and welcome to Youth Ministry and Mentorship 101. Today, I'm with Geneva Gilot. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great. How are you?
0: Doing all right. So, uh, life been treating you well?
1: Yeah, Um. it's been going great, actually. I've been working really hard, and um, it's just with, like, steps that have been given, like, it just, it, I feel like I can go farther than where I am, and I've been doing better, so.
0: All right, we'll get into that later, because I think you're alluding to um, how you've been mentored, so we'll get into that later, but um, let's ask first uh, if you could introduce yourself and you know let, it, let the people know who you are, what you do, and Hi, I'm what Cuba. you experience. I'm,
1: <laughs> I'm 17 years old. I'm going to be 18. I'm going to my senior year, so a lot of big things are happening for me, a lot of things I have to do. Um, so far, actually, everything's been going great in my life. I've been doing great. I've just, there's like a lot of things that I've been doing and yeah, I'm a twin. So there's that.
0: (laughs) Okay. Explain what kind of twin are you though?
1: I'm a fraternal twin. My brother is, yeah, my brother, his name is Arlie. We practically grew up inseparable because we're twins. There's nothing you can separate from that but um there's it's me and him and then i have three older brothers so i'm the only girl in my family which has its downsides and also has its upsides but it also shaped me to be the person that i am today but also it worked against me as well but we'll get into that
0: <laughs> all right in fact let, let's get right into that let's ask that question um how was it being the only girl in a house full of boys
1: it's honestly it's like you're treated it makes me more like I'm more sensitive but also I am a tough person because of my um having four brothers you know they're they're brothers they're boys they'll be tough they're rough and that's how it is so having four brothers like all of them together and most of them being stronger than you it's you have to like tough up a little bit you have to be like one of the guys so having like having my four brothers I'm more I'm more like I'm one of the guys, but I'm a girl. Like I'm a girl all the, um, all the way, but it's, it's more, you have to be tough. You have to be rough. You have to show like you won't back down. You you have to be like, as I said, tough. You can't, you can't let them step all over you because if they step all over you, you're not going to do anything. There's nothing you can do. Like you're just going to be treated. They're going to just keep stepping over you. You, so with, with having my four brothers like and my mom my mom she's the one she's also taught me like don't let them don't let them step over you you have to show that you're strong you have to be strong so having four brothers helped me with that helped me be like a strong person because without that I wouldn't I mean with a sister it would have been different but with a with brothers it's more you need to be a a rougher show person but also um not having a sister like affect me because I. I don't know most of the girly stuff that I'm supposed to know. And it's been a process, but especially with my mom too, she, since she didn't have a girl, it's, it's been a rough like, process between the both of us and we're learning together. But um, it's it's a hard, it's harder because I know, I just know most of the guy stuff of being around a lot of guys. So that, that's, um, that's a downside. I'm more of a tomboy than I am a girly girl, but I'm getting there. I'm getting there. So yeah. okay.
0: So so basically you were you were you were basically growing up learning all the, you know, sports terms, basketball games, um knowing all these things. Yeah, uh, yeah football stuff. Yeah. But but when it came to things girls usually learn when they're in their development, you, that didn't happen too much in your household.
1: No, nah, it was like um it was just like oh so um, yeah this happens and um yeah I'm just gonna have to figure out how we're doing this because mm. it was just it was more me asking my mom and my mom talking to me but when it, like more specifically when it came to hair and clothing that's where we like struggled a lot more because with guys it's just so easy you just choose this 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 you're done and and it's just like that and when it when it was like me and my mom was like, nah, okay, I have to, you have to be different. You have to you have to do this 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 and more, and I didn't understand because I just saw oh they got to do this. So like why isn't that that it's not that easy? It's like it should be that easy, but it's not. And especially with hair, my mom because she didn't grow up having like other girls to practice on, I'd mm. say like it when it comes to my hair, it's like oh it's we have to do we need to find like different things we need to do different things. So my mom she doesn't know how to do hair because she didn't have little girls to do hair to figure out so my mom doesn't do my hair like she does to her best abilities and I mean that helps it helps but it's a learning experience for her and learning experience for me so that's like another thing that was difficult because with guys it's just get a haircut send them to the barbershop there you go but for the girls you need to find a hairdresser you need to find someone who's consistent with it you have to take care of the hair and grow it it's it's a lot more so that's there's that
0: so with that being said, um, you growing up with all these boys and you had some advantages and some disadvantages, um, besides your mom, who would you turn to for that advice on how to grow up as a young lady?
1: Well, obviously I had, um, I also had friends, like I have my best friend, slash, I call her my sister because she's so close to me. Um, her name's Rosie. She helped me a lot with it because she's a, a year older so she just everything's happened to her before and she'd helped me with a lot of things but I also I have a mentor who did help me with like a lot of these things like with everything that I'm going through now like helping me develop more into like the person that I am today and helping me with not only like styles and um like physical like clothing and stuff like that but also mentally with what I need to do as well
0: okay okay um, we'll get into mentorship for for a second, but um let me ask you this question. This is might be a little difficult, so think on it. um how do you think the church can have better intergenerational relationships, especially with your generation, Gen Z?
1: All right, so um at Bethel we have currently right now we are having um two services. Um, there is a service that is Creole only, and an English service as well. And those, I mean, that I, I really do believe that is a good idea. But to, with with like with the two different services, we are separating the the adults because who are more speaking Creole from the kids themselves who don't who speak English. And I really do think it's a great idea. I do think like it's it could happen every once in a while. But I also um, I was talking to my mom about this because me and my mom are really close. We talk about a lot of things because of everything, because I'm the only girl we we, we communicate. And so I wish that um, all communications can be like that. But we talked about it and she was telling me how she feels so disconnected away from us because from when we were before when we had one service. And I can see it because when you go when you go to church and all the adults are gone, you you see the, only the kids. And that's, that's good too to connect with the kids in our like our own little community of the church because that also keeps you within the church but also to get that integration to get that intertwined with the older older generation I feel like if we had one service together but with the pastor with the um, sermons it could be different because when you worship together you feel like a you feel separate from when you do get, listen to a sermon I, I feel like um when I, I do praise team, so when I am connecting with an audience or when I'm with people with like a whole audience, you you feel like a whole, like you feel wholesome. Like it's in your heart. And it's just different when you're when you're separated from the adults and with the next generation. It's just if they were together, like I feel like we're closer. It's like a close community mm-hmm. type thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I feel like if we did if like that like that is a good idea to me, like to have um one worship just a worship together to like combine this and then the sermon after obviously can be separated just for like for that level of understanding and then come together afterwards all
0: right um let me press you on that um when there was one service did you think that there was a strong intergenerational um relationship within that church
1: i think it was it was when the it came to worship there it was like it was great but when it came to like sermons it'd be different because you know kids we all fall asleep (laughs) i'm not gonna lie to you we do fall asleep and that's because it's either the sermon is always in english or always in creole or it's it's not connecting to us to us youth in a way they'll they'll talk about how the youth is always this always that, and they'll they'll just constantly throw shots so we're, we're just, we're going to sit here. And then it's like me, I'm like, oh, if I'm just going to sit here and like, listen to them take shots about me that they don't, and they don't even know me, they don't know how I am. And they're like, oh, the next generation. And then this. like, if they're, that's how it felt. Like they just kept on taking shots. So like with this new, um, with like this new vision, it also like opens up because they, they do, they don't, point shots they talk with us it's more like it's like oh they're bringing us in it's like that's what that's like um with the with when it was like one sermon it was like oh so it's most adults it was most adults just understanding and then the kids mm. were like we'd be sitting there like are we supposed to be like what are we learning and mm. yeah there was some great there was some great sermons that I've learned when it was like one service but I feel like when there was when there like when there is a second sermon when we got when we first started out, I've just been um, learning a lot more. I've been connecting a lot more, so okay. that's why I feel like that's there was a disconnect before there before there.
0: Okay. All right. So um, um, yeah, because I I've, I've been asking that question a lot, seeing how we can improve that relationship within the church, especially. Um, reaching out to your generation. Um, Let me ask you this. If you were an elder right now, how would you reach out to your generation?
1: Well, there's obviously everyone's on social media. That's Generation Z. We are all on our phones. So I feel like I'm going to connect with them, not only on their phones, but also in person. Like when I do see you, I'm going, I'm going to try, I'm going to like... Most elders are like tense for me, like that's how I see them they're they're like oh I'm an elder, I have responsibilities, and I need to be this way and um not all elders are like that there's not but there's some out there like that, and to connect if you for, to connect you need to for especially with this generation, you need to loosen up so i would i'd loosen up I'd talk to them, and i 'd also try to reach with them in their ways i'm not saying i'm I'm not saying like you just have to go on snapchat and be like oh i have to be on snapchat all this but you can make an instagram you can and like follow everyone check up on everybody because that that's what this generation is like it's sad to see but everyone's always on their phone so to reach also to reach out to them not to only like to bring them out to events you need to be in their world as well that's what i feel like which um i feel like everyone's starting to get accustomed to they're starting to try to do that as well so that's what I would do. I'd try to connect with them in their world and then to bring them into mine.
0: You're listening to Youth Ministry and Mentorship 101. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. So not too long after I had this interview with Brother Keddy, another member of this ministry had A fire at their home. On Friday, June 7th, Sister Elizabeth Auguste and her family experienced a house fire that tore through more than a third of their home. Their belongings were also damaged by this tragic event. But praise be to God that everyone is safe. However, the family had to relocate quickly. So they have set up a GoFundMe page for... Funds to help in the recovery process you can find that at www.gofundme.com backslash fire recovery fund august family august is spelled a-u-g-u-s-t-e and you can also find the link in the show notes now let's get back to the interview beautiful okay um, all right. So moving on to the mentorship part, uh, you said that you had a mentor. Mm-hmm. Um, how, can you give us a little more detail how that's changed your life?
1: So, um, before I had a mentor, it wasn't pretty. I'm not going to lie. I was, I used to slack off a lot. I mean, yeah, I'd still, I'd still get where I need to be. I'd still get all the things I need to be done, but in the, the way I would do them, it wasn't like, it wasn't, as good as it is now I used to procrastinate a lot and um I just wouldn't try as hard but like through having a mentor having someone be like constantly like okay Geneva you have to do this okay Geneva you have to do that you need to set goals for yourself you know um I just got introduced to more things like I know that there was a google calendar and having like google calendar I can set up my whole week I know where I'm going to be I know what fits this this that and through my mentor I've learned about that I've I've seen it and it's it's just having someone to constantly be like you need to do this you need to do that you need to and it's not like just accustomed to me like you just the little things like my mentor was like okay you need to make your bed you need to make your bed every day starting something off like that then starting off and just having like a constant help me like uh now I don't procrastinate as much I um I'm learning to make my bed every single day. I pray every single day. Like having someone there to mentor me, help me become a better person. And now I can do this all by myself. Like I know what I need to do. I need to not procrastinate. I have that mindset in my head because it was implemented there. It was constant. And like, now I can do it by myself. And that's what I have like, like, I feel like having a mentor helped me with that because before I was not doing that, I was procrastinating. And now I don't procrastinate. I... I'm learning to do that. And also that my mentor helped me with like my, my physical stuff, like with being a girl and stuff like that. I I can do that by myself now. I can go out and shop and I can, I know what I need to do. I need, I know what I need to buy and I know how to set myself up for the future. And that's what I think my mentor helped me with.
0: Wow. So it's, it seems to me like, um, this mentor like coached you, but also knew, a lot about you and like knew what you needed help with is that correct
1: yeah you i feel like you need someone who is close with you who is responsible who you know is responsible who knows you well to mentor you because if it's someone out of the ordinary they're not going to know how you do your things what you need help on
0: wow. and
1: yeah it's just you need you need some and plus you need someone who you trust because you can't be just getting advice from random people And you think like, oh, I mean, yeah, it's different if it's like your doctor and that's, but that's not randomly. You need someone who you trust, who has been, who's been with you, who sees what you need help on, because then they can truly help you and they can truly, it's truly for your best interest, you know?
0: Wow. 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 So basically it's, what I'm getting from what you're saying is like, that person was intentional with you. Mm-hmm. Um, because they knew who you were and they knew what you needed to improve to become a better person. Um, what, uh, d- does, does, uh, did your mentor help you with your, and you said that it helped you with procrastination. Did it help you with your mindset and
1: oh, how yeah. you see the, the world? Yeah. With, um, so with only that with only procrastination, I've also like, when when i was looking out into the world i was like oh i'm going to get there i'll be okay but with this it's more try if you try hard the harder like the best the better your outcome will be and that with that like my mentor really implemented that because when you when you try hard you get your you get good results and that just with that like it helped me a lot more because now i'm like okay so i can i can really do this i can really set myself up and I'll and it'll be successful I'll be I can be successful if I if I work hard and I put in like I put in the work I put in I put in a hundred more than a hundred percent 120 200 percent of my time and I make sure this works it'll work and my mentor was like you just you've got to be consistent with it you have to you have to keep putting in and even when it seems like it's low you have to keep going because at the end of the day like you will you will get there and that I think that really helped me because I put in if I um I put in the work I could put in the work and I'd keep going I'd keep going and I just the better results I'd get and I think that's that's what it, like that mentor having me like ha- having him having that person helped me like that helped me a lot because now I know if I put in the work things could get done my and I would be easier for me in the future you know
0: wow so um let me ask this um do you think this this kind of mentorship relationship would be beneficial for more people in the church is it something that you think should happen more of um what what do you think
1: i think yeah i honestly think it'll help more because um being a teenager in general is very hard. We do have a lot of pressure. We have, we're, we're setting up for our whole lives while trying to live our lives. And it's just a lot of pressure and we don't know how to handle it. It's, and especially being a child, uh, not a child, a teenager in the, in an SDA, in, in like the church community, it is a lot harder, a lot more pressure because there's so many outworld things that, is going to come to you. They're going to, it's going to come and it's just going to attack you. And it's wow. all happening at once. And you being alone in that, is, it's hard. It's hard because you're just, you're tempted. You're tempted to do everything, try everything because it's just stressful. So having a mentor, having someone to help guide you, it just helps. It helps a lot. It helps, it helps like the stress level because you're, you know, like, okay, someone has my back someone has someone is there to tell me like not to just like help tell you what to do but to guide you to be like okay these are the steps that you need to take and break it down for you so when you're when you go into college you're like I already know what to do I know I know I know what I have to do and so I feel like most not I mean everyone needs someone and that's that's just the reality of it everyone needs someone there's always there's always going to be God and he's always there. But you there's you everyone needs someone. And especially in the SDA, especially in the church community, that like everyone should have a mentor. It just helps with your development.
0: Wow. Okay. All right, Geneva. So basically you're uh you're just saying how it's very helpful to have a mentor. It's uh changed your life for the better. Mm -hmm. Um you would advocate for it. So let me ask you this question. now that a mentor has poured into you um and uh we can say that this mentor is from the church community as well yeah okay um does that make you realize that when you accomplish your goals that you should pour into the next generation whatever that generation will be um
1: yes because i mean as you as we're growing older with the world's only getting better and we, we're just going to have to keep working and hard, working hard to bring our, our youth to God. So I feel like with what I learned, I have to, I have to keep passing it on because if, if I don't pass it on, we're just, it's, where is it going to, it's just going to end. Like, I mean, the world, like I want the, I want everyone to get to heaven. That's the plan. That's the goal. And for everyone to get to heaven, you need to keep passing it on the word you need to keep doing. And with With that, like, that's what you, that's what I feel like my thing is to do. Like, I know I'm not going to just keep all this information to myself. Like, oh, you're the only person who can, no, I don't want, I cannot be the only person successful going to heaven. Everyone needs to get to that position. Everyone needs to be the best that they can be so that we can all get to heaven. And that's what we all need to focus on. It's not just ourselves that we, we can improve ourselves. If that's what you need to do, improve yourself and then help others, then that's what you need to do. And I feel like everyone should have that mindset. We need to help everybody, and that's that's why I like I like the mentor community. I like that mentor niche because mentor stuff because um it helps everyone.
0: Wow. Okay. So um, I'm gonna hold that to you that that uh, you will be mentoring the next generation, whatever it'll be called, whether it's um, generation because it's already at Z. So maybe. <laughs> a a a squared or something like that a
1: one (laughs) a
0: one there you go a one or a b or something like that (laughs) well but basically going back the alphabet again because um we already at z but we know there will be another generation at least um it's come they're coming up now so uh hopefully i'll see you mentoring and being a leader for them yeah uh so geneva i'm as we come to the end of this episode this podcast interview do you have any word final words of encouragement to those in ministry um and those who want to be mentors or those who want to be in youth ministry
1: um to those who want to be in youth ministry keep doing keep going with what you need to do keep trying hard because you will definitely get there if you work hard you will you'll be able to reach and don't don't think overthink trying to reach out to your community because it is a lot easier than it is. Then if you just go strike up a conversation, it can be a lot easier than you think. It's not hard. We, we may look easy, um, hard to talk to, but it is, it's really easy to talk. We're really easy to talk to. Just strike up a conversation. But do not do not um, stop trying. Just keep going because at the end of the result, you're going to get there. You're going, you're going to at least help one person And one person is better than none. So keep going. Keep trying.
0: Wow. All right. So you heard it from Sister Geneva herself. When God has called you to reach others and spread the gospel, keep trying because at least you'll reach one. And reaching one is better than reaching none. Thank you so much, Geneva. God bless you and your ministry. Thank you for joining us. So that's the episode, everybody. I hope it was helpful, informative, and most of all, inspiring. If you enjoyed this content and know of a church leader or any person who could benefit from this, stop hesitating and share it with them. Feel free to subscribe and please leave a review and a comment so we can use this platform to help serve each other better. So until next week, I'll see you right here at Youth Ministry and Mentorship 101 where we always say youth ministry isn't a stepping stone into ministry. It is ministry period.